Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, we're interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these difficult times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Gonzalo Gortazar, CEO of CaixaBank, a Spanish financial services company. Thanks so much for joining me, Gonzalo. Thank you. Good afternoon. Obviously, uh, the situation in Spain has been quite dire. Um, it was one of the countries in Europe that has been hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic. Can you give me some ideas of what the situation is, is really like on the ground? The situation has been very tough in Spain. Uh, we've gone through and we're still going through a real human uh, tragedy. The news from the health system are better and uh, we're seeing clearly new cases coming down. And uh, from that point of view, the uh, strict measures that have been imposed, uh, we are now in the fourth week of confinement, are clearly having an impact on controlling uh, the situation at um, at this stage. And the next fear for all of us is obviously uh, once we manage to get uh, all under control from on the health side, or most of it under control on the health side, what is the damage to the economy? Uh, there's been a significant increase in unemployment as it has been everywhere else, and we are concerned on the sort of uh, not just the short but medium-term impact on some of our um, sectors like uh, hotels, commerce, leisure, transport, etc., that account for a significant part of uh, the GDP in Spain. Can you tell me a little bit about how the lockdown situation has affected Casa Bank and maybe the Spanish banking sector more generally? Well, it's obviously changing the uh, uh, attitude of our clients. we continue to be open. We banks have been defined as an essential services, and we definitely are, particularly now, uh, helping people in uh, uh, in many situations, but particularly refinancing and providing liquidity to uh, many shops and uh, uh, enterprises and individuals that have uh, been uh, left out of cash as a consequence of the of the lockdown. So banks are open. Uh, we tend to uh, work from home, from central services, generally, uh, headquarters, etc., for most banks, including ourselves. In our case, 97% of our people are working uh, from home, uh, people that work in headquarters. And then we have the majority of the branch uh, uh, opened. Uh, this stays close to 90%. We are, in particular, Caixa Bank. We are present in many different uh, locations, towns and villages in Spain, and uh, people need to see they can bank if they need to. And obviously digital uh, is a tool, but not for everyone uh, in Spain. So we have maintained our uh, branch open largely, but we are working with approximately 40% of our branch people present and taking shifts, and uh, the rest uh, working from uh, from home. But uh, there's a very clear view that banks need to be opened. Uh, Obviously, we're taking all kind of uh, care in terms of physical distancing and and helping our employees with uh, uh, health protection measures and clients are behaving in a a different way and we're encouraging them to try and deal with things digitally or over the phone rather than come to the branches uh, through various uh, measures. But I think uh, just to finalize on this point, what is relevant is banks are in a much better uh, position in Spain. Certainly, 
it is our case, but generally the system is in a better position. Uh, both individuals and corporates have much lower leverage than they used to have when the, we had the subcrime crisis 10 years ago. And in fact, both individuals and corporations have lower leverage than the eurozone average. So I think uh, even though we are uh, confronting a very difficult situation, we have to be confident that we have the tools, uh, including obviously the public policy measures that have been taken, to uh, deal with it in a proper way. Okay. And you, you touched on it there where like 97% um, of your employees are now working from home from the, from the central headquarters and things. So what were the main challenges to getting the bank staff to work remotely? And then how are these overcome? You know, is there any advice that you can give other banks that, um, that are struggling with this at the moment? Well, the main challenge for us is that we have never tried and uh, probably you had asked me a month ago and say, uh, can you get a whole company working from home practically? And I would say, well, why would we do it? And uh, isn't that a, a risk? I think the lesson learned is uh, uh, these things actually work very well, much better than what we uh, expected. And obviously we should have uh, tried and tested them more massively earlier on because as we go through this environment, uh, we see things that we can improve and, we, and uh, make us uh, work better and better. But we have been operationally the whole time. Obviously, we had had some uh, significant testing uh, in the past, not of the whole company, uh, but uh, that was uh, very useful. We had our people at branch uh, level because it's not just headquarters. In the branch levels, we have everyone with mobile devices that can basically work remotely with customers and conduct visits outside branches. We have our remote banking service, but in these particular cases, the only channel uh, they use and they have uh, a very good uh, customer experience, so that has been uh, certainly uh, helping uh, helping us. No, but it's been uh, obviously it's been a, a tough ride because um, the whole bank operationally every moment in the last three and a half weeks means a lot of work from uh, crisis teams, from our IT operations people that have been making adjustments as needed to enhance. Uh, our capability to work uh, remotely, and that has meant uh, sort of working 24/7 for quite uh, for quite a while. No, but the result is uh, is is very good. Certainly, my advice uh, to others is we we should have tried earlier. And I know Casha Bank has um, been very innovative in the digital banking space. How do you think that the coronavirus crisis situation is really going to drive? Uh, greater adoption of digital banking. This uh, crisis is going to accelerate uh, the move towards digital banking. Uh, the physical distancing that we are, well, the lockdown now, but the physical distancing is going to obviously continue in uh, in reality and in the minds of people for quite uh, some time. And uh, we're all discovering how you can do a lot of things uh, remotely, uh, including, um, obviously, we had a lot of tools for video conferencing or audio conferencing and other systems, and, uh, but we actually needed to adopt them more broadly. Uh, and we have seen that in a matter of days, uh, the growth has been exponential. So even if the technology was there, now what I think is going to be is the the attitude of people towards using technology, remote uh, uh, technology, uh, is going to be different, much um, much more eager, and certainly uh, digital banking uh, is going to benefit from uh, from that. I do not think that as a result of that we're going to lose the human touch, but obviously the human touch can be delivered uh, physically, 
and it can de be delivered uh, remotely. And the current situation is going to uh, accelerate that uh, uh, that process. There's no question. We have things like digital payments, for instance. Uh, people do not like to use cash these days because it can obviously be a, a conduct for infection. And uh, we have, uh, fortunately in Spain, we let the uh, move towards contactless payments. We have, uh, for instance, as a system, uh, agreed that the minimum transaction uh, the, the threshold uh, so far was that if you pay below 20 euros, you do not have to put your uh, PIN number. Uh, now we've raised that level to 50 because people are actually uncomfortable with uh, putting a PIN number in uh, payment machines, etc. No? There's uh, clearly um, changes uh, on uh, behavior, and we are, uh, I think, uh, well positioned to try and uh, steer those changes you know, to make us uh, both provide a better customer experience and, and be, make us uh, more efficient. And my last question is really about uh, what Cashabank is now prioritizing. You mentioned a little bit about the steps that you've taken to protect both your customers and your communities, but what is sort of top of mind at the moment? At this stage is stay operational, make sure that we provide the essential service that we need to provide. Uh, uh, which we are doing, and now it's uh, it's a priority at all times. But it, it, it's something that we are very confident that is working uh, well. Uh, the second thing I think it's very important is let's make sure we understand what the society is going through. Uh, it's a crisis like we have never seen before, and uh, make sure that the bank, I think the sector, but particularly Caixa Bank, responds in a manner that society perceives that we are part of the solution, that we are really uh, helping. Uh, others to go through these crises. No? Uh, we have implemented, uh, for instance, uh, we have advanced the payment of pensions. We have 1.8 million of retired people uh, that get their pension through our bank. Some of them are not a small number. They come physically every end of the month to get the cash out of the bank account. That was obviously a very a dangerous situation in the middle of this uh, pandemic. We've called every client and make sure that they knew they could do this uh, digitally, if not through the ATM, if they really needed uh, or couldn't access uh, digitally. And if they wanted to come to the office, it would be with previous appointment and the appropriate uh, physical distancing so that our seniors would be kept uh, uh, would be kept uh, protected. Uh, we have obviously spent a lot of time in providing credit and making good use of our extremely good pos position of liquidity. We have over 90 billion of uh, liquid funds now. In, in the second half of March only, our uh, credit portfolio to companies has increased by 5 billion. This is obviously absolute record in our history. Uh, and we have reacted very quickly to make sure that the economy, our clients, that we know them well, we know the risk profile, but we know they are facing a very difficult situation. They have the cash, and the bank is there when they need the bank. We have just announced this morning a very large new insurance policy that is free for all health workers in Spain. We are, as Vida Caixa, the, as you know, we're the largest life insurance company in Spain. We are leading this initiative contributing more than anyone uh, on the sector precisely to provide uh, cover for hospital expenses and unfortunately in the case of death to all our health workers which are uh, who are uh, close to 800,000 people in Spain and they, they are the real heroes uh, of this crisis in Spain and, and obviously everywhere else. There's a lot of things that we can do for society 
which has to be perfectly consistent with also maintaining us healthy and profitable. Uh, but certainly this is a time where uh, we're going to be judged by what we did for the overall society, that we really uh, fulfilled our mission, our purpose. And we find this is an absolute uh, uh, priority. Be with our clients, make sure that we go uh, beyond uh, the extra mile uh, to help them and to help overall uh, our society in, in Spain, which is under severe stress. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Gonzalo. Thank you very much, Julian. Thanks to the banker once again. And thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast.